Hello and welcome to the Glide TV Recaps Game of Thrones. Here today to discuss Season 8, Episode 4, The Last of the Starks. Now, what transpired in this episode? Well, uh, we open with uh, our funeral for a friend moment as the assembled North mourn their dead, burning them on funeral pyres. Then, during a what starts off as a somber feast, which quickly turns into a party, uh, Danny legitimizes Gendry as a Baratheon and names him as Lord of Storm's End. We'll get back to this in a bit. Uh, Gendry decides, in his ever-present wisdom, to uh, go propose marriage to Arya, uh, but, as expected, Arya declines uh, Jamie and Brienne, after a drunken game of Tyrion's drinking game, he's never really given it a name, um, Jamie and Brienne become lovers. Uh, and in order to protect her claim as queen, Danny decides to ask John to conceal his true parentage, though he wants Sansa and Arya to know. Uh, Tormund informs John that he and the remaining free folk will return to the north, the true north, north of the wall, or what's left of the wall at this point, I guess, um, which is probably most of it, just Eastwatch is kind of not there, uh, <laughs> I would yeah. guess. Uh -huh. um, Bronn arrives at Winterfell, ready to kill both Jaime and Tyrion, but decides to spare them after Tyrion promises Bronn High Garden, as Cersei promised River Run. Uh, we can discuss if that's really an upgrade or not. Okay. Uh, if we want, in a bit. Okay. Uh, later, during their war council planning, Danny uh, insists on an immediate attack on King's Landing, their depleted forces, but Sansa prefers to wait. Uh, eventually they decide to go ahead right now because that's what Danny wants. Uh, John later reveals his Targaryen uh, ancestry to Sansa and Arya, swearing them to secrecy. Uh, now wanting John to be king, Sansa tells Tyrion of this desire, who then informs Varys later. Uh, Danny and her fleet set sail for King's Landing while John leads the Northern Army down the King's Road. Uh, sure. Uh, Arya also leaves Winterfell with the Hound, both heading south to King's Landing on what they both expect to be suicide missions of different ilks. Uh, Euron manages to ambush the fleet, uh, killing Rhaegal with a more powerful, refined version of Kyburn's big crossbow, uh, and also managing to capture Missy in the chaos. Uh, Danny considers immediately just flambeing the city of King's Landing with Drogon, uh, but uh, is eventually uh, turned to not do that quite yet. Uh, Varys uh, reveals his belief to Tyrion that Jon would be a much better ruler than Danny. Uh, due to her mental instability and the fact that John doesn't quite enjoy just randomly murdering folk like Danny seems to be uh, in the business of at this point. Uh, back up at Winterfell, 
Uh, news of Cersei's victory reaches Sansa and Brienne, who stayed behind to protect Sansa. Jaime decided to stay with Brienne now, uh, but news of Cersei's attack reaches Winterfell, and Jaime learns of it and immediately goes to go down to King's Landing to try and finish Cersei off himself for her betrayal of his love with her new relationship with Euron. Uh, and Danny arrives at King's Landing. Uh, she has a little parlay, uh, Tyrion and Kyburn do, uh, about uh, kind of both of them wanting the other party to surrender. Tyrion tries to plead mercy to Cersei, going, you know, your reign is over. You know Danny will come and kill you. And Cersei goes, yeah, sure thing, buddy. I know she's only got one dragon left. Sure thing. And um, it beheads Missy as her body tumbles down to the outside of the gates of the city of King's Landing. And that is where this episode leaves us. Uh, so, do you have any questions about the plot of this episode? <clears throat> Boy. That I can try to answer uh, before we get into my various notes here. Um... I don't think I have any questions about the plot. The okay. plot's pretty straightforward. It was kind of a, you know, they moved it kind of slow, but, mm -hmm. uh, you know, with all the partying and the <laughs> the burning of the, of the dead there, uh, the plot was moving kind of slow here. Uh, you know, I thought it was, let's see here, let's see if I got any notes here. Uh... Okay. Uh, that you missed that uh, there was one they were war planning I think that's what okay. I have they were war planning the north was okay um, Sansa was standing up to Danny. yes and she was about the only one I think her well we all knew her and Danny were not going to get along no. and, <laughs> yeah and yeah, they're not going to get along. No, I have a feeling as to where this is probably going, and it's not good news for Danny uh, at all. Yes. Where I think the show is going. Yeah. Um. Now maybe you can tell me this: the okay, you know the insides of the politics here. Okay. <laughs> sure. But. Uh, when they were burning the dead at the start of the episode, all the remarks were by John. He did the eulogy or whatever they call it. Mm-hmm. See, no one else did. No, Danny didn't do any. It's not really her place to. Well, she's the queen of the North, or she's the leader of the North. It's well, not her place to do that. Uh, well, Danny's not the leader of the North. Um, and the other, the other thing you have to keep in mind here is, um, Danny doesn't know any of these people. Like, the only person there that she kind of cared about was Jorah. Like, she doesn't really care about any of the other okay. people that much. Uh, sure, maybe the Dothraki she does, I guess, if you want to okay. give her credit, or the Unsullied, if you want to give her even more credit, but, no, that felt right. I mean... Okay. 
then very Night's Watch esque. That's how the Night's Watch always do it, pretty much. You know, John, is the Lord Commander's you know, the one that gives the big speech, and no sounds, one else really says anything. Okay, so then how can Danny make Gendry a Lord and give him Storm's End if she's not really in control up there? Storm's End not is not in the north. Okay, where's Storm's End at? That's the Riverlands. That's like right by, kind of by King's Landing. Oh, see, Way she should be able to do that then. Well, <laughs> she's doing this assuming she is the Queen of the Seven Kingdoms, okay. which means she can. See, um... <laughs> Technically, okay. she can't. If she if she's sitting on the throne, she can do this. If she's sitting on the throne. Which she assumes she is going to be. Uh, she That's not be right now, at then. this rate, but... Okay, she should not um, do that yet then. No, really shouldn't, but okay. she did. Um, so, you know, that's why she can do that, because she, she thinks, thinks well. she is going to be the ruler of the Seven Kingdoms, which means she can do it. She'd be the only person in the realm that has the power to do something like that, officially, legally. Of course, that's... Um, in the I same mean that's realm. how that's how Roos got Ramsey legitimized. He had who who was it at that point? Joffrey or Tommen, I forget which. One of the two to legitimize him. I think it was Joffrey still probably. I don't remember off the top of my head, but uh, I probably would have been Tommen by that point. <laughs> okay. And Ramsey's a big character, it would have been Tommen. Well technically Tywin did it, but nonetheless. Uh, but I mean that's what how Roos had Ramsey legitimized. Um Robert offered many, many times to legitimize John for Ned, but Ned said no, uh, for a very obvious reason now. But yeah, you know. for an obvious reason. Now. Um, so in the same realm of this, in the same realm as in in the north. No, the same realm as promising these castles to people. Oh, okay. Can Tyrion really promise Highgarden to Bronn? I mean, that's Tyrion is the hand. Mm -hmm. But he really shouldn't be promising castles to anybody. I mean, I don't know who else Danny would give it to, really. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, legally, can he? Not really. But it's just, <laughs> sure, Danny, hey, I know this guy who helped me a lot. He killed a lot of people for me. He helped me kill Cersei, maybe. Uh, and he's, you know, a good dude, and we should give him a castle, so why not Highgarden? Because, I mean, who else <laughs> who else would Danny give Highgarden to? Well, I understand when an um, arrow is pointed at you, it's, uh, okay, how do well, I stay that, alive? That, that doesn't hurt either for, for, for this, no. Uh, but, I mean, like, who else would Danny <laughs> give Highgarden to? I mean, in theory, uh, if Danny's ruling... Uh, Yara will have the Iron Islands, Sansa... Maybe, or one of the Starks, maybe Bran, I don't know, would have Winterfell. Technically, John would, but John would never be there. No. Um, I guess Robin could still have the Vale if he wants. Gendry would be at Storm's End. Uh, apparently, whoever now is ruling Dorne would get to stay there, since they're apparently loyal to Danny. So that would leave Casterly Rock and Highgarden as your major ports so I would assume Tyrion would get Casterly Rock unless she has a major turn of feeling about Jamie, but I would imagine not so Tyrion can have Casterly Rock so then that just leaves you Highgarden the other main of the Seven Kingdoms so 
I don't really know, unless she really wanted to elevate one of the other houses. Oh, and Dragonstone technically would, well, technically would be held by Danny and John's child, because that's traditionally where the heir lives, but uh, she could change that. But I don't really know who else would be left, unless she really wants to elevate a loyal northern house to having Highgarden. I don't really think they'd like that. Uh, oh, and the twins actually would be left. That's not technically a kingdom, but uh, the twins. Oh, and River Run would be left <laughs> too. I guess. I guess Edmure can keep River Run. Why not? Um, uh, so I don't see why uh, Bronn couldn't be given High Garden if Danny ends up on the throne somehow, uh, unless she really wants to promote. I don't know. House Seaworth, if she wants to give it to Davos for his loyal service, or to Varys, though that would be a very short-lived uh, house. <laughs> Could give it to Sam and Gilly. Could, well, I think uh, she'd just give them Horn Hill, I would think. Okay. That's technically Sam's the Lord of Horn Hill at this point oh, anyway. Oh, okay. Unless we're assuming he's still a member of the Night's Watch, but technically he is, but... Saying we don't really need to argue if Highgarden is an upgrade or not for Bronn, because now he's promised a castle on either side that wins, to me. That is true. He just goes, chills out, watches the fight, and says, Oh, you won? Hey, I get your castle. <laughs> that is true. Oh, you won? I come and get that castle now. So he's got it either way. <laughs> that is true. Uh Hmm. Well, now See, he, I'm, I'm wondering. Cersei may like, not give it to him if he did not kill Jaime and Tyrion, though. So Right. I think that was kind of one of the many things she was probably thinking about, like when Tyrion strides out there at the parlay, like, oh, uh, bronze. Okay. Okay, he mm. did not do uh -oh. oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, Sam and Gilly are not going south either. They stayed up there. And Gilly is apparently pregnant. Yeah. Now, I'm not sure if the implication of this is supposed to be that Sam is going to go back to the Night's Watch and be their new maester, or if he's going to like be maester at Winterfell, or what. Um, I mean, as Danny made a ref, not really reference to, but she tried to pitch him on the idea in the premiere of Sam being the new Archmaester of the Citadel, which would be kind of weird uh, to do. I don't really, that's not really in my area of expertise if uh, the king or queen has the power to designate that position or not. Uh. But, you know, she can make him Grand Maester of, you know, take Pycelle and Kyburn's position. He could do that. John would be on board if John's still alive. <laughs> John would be on board for having Sam as the new Grand Maester in King's Landing, I would think. Oh, yeah. Um, so. Oh, yeah. For sure. I don't really think Gilly would be super on board with, yeah, let's go back to Castle Black, but who knows? Yeah. She's apparently on board with staying at Winterfell. Yeah. I guess she is, I guess really anything is an improvement over being, you know, sexually abused many, many times by your father. But, you know... Of course. Um, anything's probably an improvement over that, but uh, so she may not be particularly particularly uh, picky as far as living situations go at the moment. No. Um, it seemed kind of weird to me. Okay. That, you know, they planned this 
attack on King's Landing. Mm-hmm. And it seemed the boats were there. Now, the boats may not have been attacking. The boats weren't ready to attack, maybe. Is this how do they not notice you're on? But, you know, the boats are there, get attacked, and all of them die practically or whatever. But then they say John and the land armies won't be there for, for two weeks. Now, that seems bad planning to me. Your boats and your land armies should be attacking nearly at the same time. The boats being there two weeks well, early is not... that is the plan. That was the plan, was to attack at the same time. It's Danny's going to Dragonstone to wait. Okay. And, and then whenever there. John and they all get there, they're going to... Uh, lay siege to the city and try and starve so out. Euron surprised them. Yes. Which they were surprised. Yes. <laughs> As was I. So when we saw it, because I, I mean, sure, it's like okay, sure, Rhaegal's down. Okay, fine. Uh, but then once they started laying into the boats, I was like, oh, oh, Thrones did what Thrones does. We have this giant battle where no major, major characters, I mean, Jor and Theon are pretty major in theory, uh, die. So, oh, we got now, just randomly out of surprise, right out of left field, oh, we're going to kill Tyrion right now. Or, oh, we're killing, you know. For a minute, I thought when, like, we had this shot where, like, Danny is flying straight at Euron to try and, like, just flambe his ship. Yeah. It was like, Oh, this is where Danny dies. Okay. But then, nope, not yet. We're probably saving that for next week uh, at this rate. Uh, so, okay. Okay, so they were cool. at Dragonstone, roughly. Is this how do they get there this quick? Is this the next question? Well, you, Ron, yeah, he went from Dragonstone to King's Landing, apparently. And on the map, yeah, it's not that far apart. Well, Euron set sail somewhere from King's Lane, and they they weren't at Dragonstone yet. They were heading to Dragonstone, up from I'm guessing White Harbor. That's the typical port they like to leave from most of the time up north. So I'm guessing they sail. They I mean yeah. I mean there's no real clear cut like how much time passed between you know when they left Winterfell to right now established. Right. Uh, which, you know, is fine. Uh, so, you know, they got from Winterfell to White Harbor and then set sail from White Harbor heading for Dragonstone. So, um, I'm guessing Neuron would have sailed from kind of the north side of King's Landing there. I think there's a gulf. I don't have a map up, and you do, apparently. Um, so I think there's a gulf kind of north of King's Landing. I think King's Landing is mostly kind of like on a big... Well, by Black Kind of like an archipelago. Well, that's on the south side, isn't it? Well, here it's on the east side, really. Well, yeah, it goes around. But isn't there kind of like a... There isn't like an opening in the north side of King's Landing up there? There isn't like a big lake or something up there? Not there's no water map. up there? Not on this map. Okay, so I guess, yeah, maybe he just set sail from Blackwater and sailed 
That would make sense, actually. Wait in Blackwater and ambush them there when they're heading down south. Yeah, so that's probably what he did. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was just thinking how fast he got from sinking the boats all the way. Then he got to King's Landing, like, real quick. It's not that far. But, yeah, it's not that far. <laughs> not that far. It's a lot closer than Winterfell to there by boat. I mean, they... Yeah, that's... Yeah, sure. It does, yeah. I don't really... I'm not that concerned no, with, that, like, time and distance. And they got there two weeks faster than the... Yeah, did, which, I mean, okay. it doesn't really bother me, that kind of uh, stuff, honestly. Okay, but. no. So it looked to me like Danny, she's going to go off the deep end. She's going off the deep end here, to me. Yeah. Uh, it actually looked like she is willing to kill thousands of innocent people. Because she, yeah. she, she doesn't care. She doesn't know them, apparently. So. But there's this part, Varus, mm -hmm. I think him and... Someone him and, was talking, and he said he was going to do something, and it sounded like he might yeah, be this thinking was the, to kill Danny. Yeah, himself. this was the talk he was having with um, with Tyrion. It sounded to me like he thinks he's going to try and kill Danny, which that's the implication I got. Would be quite interesting. Uh, well, I thought, yeah. Um, I mean, Varys. I mean, Varys has had a lot of people killed before. He could do it. Um, uh. He, you know, going all the way back to season one, Varys sort of had John Aaron killed. Littlefinger helped a lot in that regard. Um, and the implication is that, uh, also from that bit, is that Varys also was semi, very minorly, because it was really more his own fault, uh, responsible for Viserys' death, very minorly. Uh, but, you know, Viserys mostly brought that on himself. Uh, <laughs> but nonetheless, um, you know, Varys has had, he kind of, he wasn't fully on board with getting... You know, no one really wanted Ned dead other than Joffrey, uh, but Varys wasn't necessarily opposed to the idea, uh, from what I remember. So, you know, it's not unfeasible to think Varys can work his magic to get someone uh, to kill Danny somehow. Yes. Uh, you know, Varys has his ways. Could be poison. Could be. Um, yes. Yeah. Could be anything with Varys. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. But yeah, that's definitely the implication from this episode is Varys is fully on board with Danny's not Danny's not right because she's willing to murder in a very Cersei way. Yes. Uh, which is apparently not a great quality. Um, uh, no. That is not according a great to Varys, uh, according to a lot of people. Yeah, no, I know. Um, <laughs> according to a lot of people, I know. I mean, that was you know, Joffrey was that way. I don't really know how the realm manages this, but like, 
the realm somehow gets these just vile i mean i guess it's mostly because like they're just willing to murder everyone to take the throne uh-huh Cause, like joffrey was this way that wasn't really joffrey doing the murdering at that point uh, but nonetheless uh joffrey cersei danny's this way by series would have been this way too if he got more power than he ever than he had um Ares was this way uh you know so it's just very weird i my theory there is probably right that this is just because they're willing to kill people to hold the throne and yeah and like you know that's why like tommen was never meant for anything really in this story tommen was too sweet and pure for to ever hold the throne really without without tywin there to hold it for him basically uh so yeah um and last but not least for me okay anyway is what when they chopped off missy's head okay one swing from the mountain uh must have been taking lessons from ellen Payne. okay yeah danny's look and uh, you know some of the others on that side of the gate their looks were very, I mean, to me, that's going to be Cersei's big downfall right there. They, they're just, not that the army that they have out there right now is going to do much, but. Well, I mean, Danny went there with what, like 10 Unsullied, Tyrion, and Grey Worm? Like, yeah, that, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, sure, that not ar- too helpful. No, the army's standing outside the gates. Yeah. Ain't gonna um, do much. No. But the looks on their faces, which obviously it's very distressing to them. I would hope so. Uh, that was not called for. And Cersei, oh boy, that's not gonna be good for Cersei. I think that's her downfall right there. Hmm. And that it was it might for me. be. Okay. So I have quite a few notes, as one would expect. Um, so from the credits, I only noted two things. Um, Kit Harrington still has the Stark sigil next to his credit. We'll see if this changes. At this point, I'm doubtful that it will. Uh, and then the White Walker ice was actually still present on the map, still situated right outside of Winterfell. I thought they, there was maybe going to be something with that then, but uh, not for as far as I could tell. So not in this episode, at least. So notes from the episode. So yeah, so Danny legitimizes Gendry as the new Lord of Storms end. So a few issues here. Not really Danny. Not really what Danny did. That's fine in theory. If she holds the throne, fine, whatever. Uh, so this brings up a few implications. A being every other member of House Baratheon is dead. It's like, okay, fine, whatever, sure. Um, so Gendry is now the head of the Baratheon family now in theory fine, whatever. Uh, The other thing that this indirectly brings up, now this could just be kind of, Gendry himself wouldn't really be privy to this information, or it's the writers forgot this information, and I'm not sure which is the case. I'm going to side with Gendry wouldn't be privy to it, uh, just so this doesn't sound as terrible as it could sound. Um, So Gendry later, when he tries to Mary Arya, I think is when he does this, uh, states that his name was Gendry Rivers. Now, this is factually inaccurate for a few reasons. A, 
Um, Gendry would not really ever be called Gendry Rivers or anything, because typically those sort of names, you know, John Snow, Ramsey Snow, uh, the Sands with um, Dorn, you know, are usually only used for royal bastards, which Gendry never knew he was one, or the bastards of nobility, until, as he said, after Robert was dead. So therefore, no one would have ever called him a bastard name in theory. Uh, the other part of this is, technically, Gendry's from King's Landing, not from... <laughs> So Rivers would be, if he was from Storm's End and was a Baratheon other than Robert's bastard, technically, yes, Gendry would be Gendry Rivers. But uh, since he, or no, Rivers is from the Riverlands, not uh, Storm's End, which is the Stormlands. Sorry, different. I'll get this right in a minute. So Gendry, if he would have a you know noble bastard name, would be Gendry... Oh, gee. Gendry Waters, that's the Crownlands one, not Gendry Rivers. So uh. this could just be he's not privy to this information, which it would make sense that he wouldn't know this, okay. just from the character and the fact, you know, you would never have been called this before this exact moment now. Uh, so it would make sense that he wouldn't know it personally. Uh, but also it's like, well, did the writers do that intentionally or is it the writers do not remember that would have been the case i don't know i'm gonna side with the first one just so it doesn't seem as terrible okay. um <laughs> um second one so davos brings up that uh he is still curious about like what the lord of light desires now more or less davos kind of makes a meta note about well what's the purpose of the lord of light now for these last three and now two episodes uh, and, you know, I don't know. I don't have an answer to that. It is it is just an interesting question that I'm interested to in knowing the answer to as well. My guess would be probably nothing at this point. But I don't know. In theory, there are still a lot of Lord of Light followers around. Uh, present in our story, of course, Kinvara, the high priestess of the Church of Valor, who we met for one episode back in Season 6. We'll see if she comes back. I doubt it. Same thing with Quaith from Season 2. Doubt it, but nonetheless, characters still present. Of course, our two main, uh, or I guess our three main, you know, characters of insight into the religion, you know, uh, Thoros, Beric, and Mel, obviously all dead and gone now. So we're probably done with this storyline at this point, but we'll see. Uh, the North, at least as far as the Northern troops, has mostly. Not necessarily come to ex not come to kind of respect or admire, but has at least come to be like, yeah, we're fine with this about Danny's presence at least, uh, except for Sansa. Except <laughs> Sansa, Sansa yes. and Arya. I'm gonna give Arya a half thing at this, where Arya's like, yeah, she can be here, fine, but she shouldn't rule. That's kind of Arya's standpoint. Rasansa's like, no, she shouldn't be here at all. Uh, so I think that'll be interesting to note for what I think the show's going to push next episode big time. Uh, Tormund gives this, during the feast uh, sequence, 
Tormund gives this giant speech about why the free folk decided to follow John. Why, after basically not being loyal to anyone except for Mance, more or less, why the free folk are remaining loyal to John. And this whole big speech that Tormund gives makes Danny realize very quickly that now with Jorah's death, that she really doesn't have any one who truly follows and believes in her at this point. Tyrion's iffy at best on that front at this point. Varys, she doesn't know this yet, but is fully out on her. Jon doesn't fully count in this respect to her, of course, right? And obviously, you know, like the Unsullied, it's more of just a they-kind-of-have-to thing, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, so she essentially, at that point, had... Missy and Grey Worm and like half a Tyrion and Varys left. By the end of the episode, she's left with Grey Worm, a quarter of Tyrion, and that's really it. Uh, I guess Drogon, maybe, if you want to count him as, as well, being yeah, a big something. factor, which he is, obviously. Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I guess Yara is kind of like fully on board. Though that may just be more of like a sexual thing than anything for Yara, but who knows? Um, anyway, Danny realizes she's pretty much like, okay, no one likes me anymore because, like, they loved me back in Yunkai and Astapor when I freed all the slaves. Uh -huh. The slaves loved me, or the former slaves, and in Marine, the people loved me until they started trying to, you know, incessantly murder me. Uh, but I don't have that anymore. No one really cares that I'm here. No one likes me anymore, and I, I'm just kind of here. And Danny comes to that realization, and it shakes her to her core deeply here. Um, Arya is proposed to by Gendry and refuses, as we would expect. And um, call back to uh, Ned Stark in season one when Arya tells Ned that when Ned talks about like Arya is going to be a great lady of a castle or whatnot, all this stuff, Arya tells him that's not me, and she tells that to Gendry in this episode as well. Uh, Jamie and Brienne add a sexual component to their relationship for a while. Um, Danny, okay, so Danny wants John to swear both Bran and Sam to secrecy regarding his true identity and is deeply concerned about the Northerners' insistence on John taking the throne if his true identity is to get out. Varys later echoes this same point to Tyrion, I think. Uh, but John refuses to do so and insists that Arya and Sansa know the truth as well. Uh, so, not a great look for Danny here. Um, she is, you know, this season more than any other has really started to push. Danny is in an almost Cersei-esque fashion solely concerned with the throne. She doesn't really care about anything else at this <laughs> point, yeah. especially now with Jorah and, in her mind, two of her children, if that's really what we want to consider the dragons as uh, she thinks that way. Uh, gone and now obviously Missy gone has even further cemented this that she doesn't really care what it's going to take. She's taken the throne and John is a major threat to that yes. in her mind, 
even if in reality it's slightly different, though Varys does, you know, kind of go, well, it doesn't really matter that John doesn't want it because the people and, like, Sansa will want him to take it uh, when this gets out. So, you know, not a good look for Danny here at this point. Um, we learn that half of Danny's Unsullied and the Northern Forces are dead. I assume that number goes up after the at least for the Unsullied after the boat attack. The boats, yes. Um, Dorn is mentioned again as having a new prince, new prince of Dorn. We don't know who this is. We're not told who this is, but presumably some branch of House Martell is, it's either some house, some of House Martell is alive and is uh, recuperated enough to take hold of the throne in Dorn, or some other Dornish house has taken, taken it. the throne in Dorn. We're not shown who or why or how any of this has transpired, but we just now know someone is now in power in Dorn and is in support of Danny's cause. So in theory, Danny could have Dornish reinforcements on the way, in theory. Okay. Uh, in theory, also, she could have, you know, Dario and the Second Sons, who uh, would be no very helpful. Um, at this point uh, on the way, but I doubt either of those is going to happen. Um, but Dorn is brought up again here. Uh, so their plan initially is Danny and John are going to lay siege to King's Landing and essentially try to starve Cersei out. They're going to do this by John and Davos riding down the King's Road with the Northerners to set up a like siege blockade or something uh, outside the city. While Danny and everyone else is gonna sail, gonna head to White Harbor, then sail to Dragonstone, and then set up a uh, water barricade against any ships getting in or out of King's Landing and roasting them with the two remaining dragons. That's their plan initially. Obviously, this has to change a great deal after the later bits of the episode. Um, Jamie and Brienne are gonna remain at Winterfell. Brienne to guard Sansa still to essentially function as Sansa's version of the mountain. Uh, and Jamie is going to stay behind uh, with his new lady love. Uh, John's allegiance to Danny and his true identity has caused a rift to emerge between himself and Arya and Sansa. Uh, we get more on that later when, you know, John reveals his identity. We don't really see it on screen, but I imagine it with something like Sansa going, well, that can't be. Are you going, oh, no, this makes sense. And then, you know, I guess. And then them both going, huh, okay. And Sansa going, well, so you have the better claim to the throne than Danny, right? I guess, but I don't want the throne. Well, I don't care. We need to get you on the throne then, John. No, I'm <laughs> leaving. And so John leaves. That's, a that's how I imagine it went. Um, Tyrion promises High Garden to Bronn. Cersei had promised him River Run in exchange for, you know, not murdering Jaime and himself. Uh, so, you know, for Braun, pretty good deal getting out of this. Either way. Um, either he gets to kill Jamie and Tyrion, and then he gets the Castle River Run, or he gets to see Cersei die, and he gets the Castle of Highgarden. Either way, pretty good deal for Braun here. Uh, assuming it comes to fruition, of course. Um, so the Hound and Arya, both heading to King's Landing, they decide to sort of head out together. Um, and they are both expecting to die on their trip. 
The Hound is obviously going to go try and kill the Mountain, and Arya, I assume, is going to try and go kill Cersei. Though this does take place after the John identity reveal to Sansa and Arya, so maybe she's heading for Danny. Maybe. I don't know. I would assume it's still Cersei, but we're not clearly told wh who Arya is going to go kill. I assume that's what she's doing. Uh, so I assume it's Cersei, but I still think Cersei. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> Sansa brings up the Stark Lord going south streak with Jon leaving again. Now, Jon tempted fate once when he headed to Dragonstone, but he managed to break the streak then. Will the streak return? That's not really how streaks work, but will, streak, will the streak come <laughs> back you. now? That John has tempted fate a second time and is leaving the North for a second time. You know, we'll see, obviously. Yes. Uh, Sansa later tries to convince Tyrion that there might be a better candidate for the throne than Danny. Who does she mean? I assume she means herself, but I don't know. Could she trying? Could she be trying to make another last ditch effort for John? Probably not. I assume she's uh, trying to convince Tyrion of her own legitimacy as a candidate for the throne. Uh, Tormund and the remaining free folk are going to go back north of the Wall after winter, and Ghost is going to go with them as well. Uh, Gilly is pregnant with Sam's child uh, here in this episode. Um, Rhaegal's dead, y'all. Uh, that's not good for Danny. She's down to one dragon. One. Uh, one dragon <laughs> and like a quarter of her army is what she's down to at this point. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, yes. Not looking great for Danny's chances to be able to defeat Cersei in a fair uh, pitched battle. Not that Cersei's really ever been on board with those before, but we'll see. Um, Danny really never has been either. Uh, so that's kind of, we'll see what kind of sneak attack plans the two come up with for each other. Uh, Euron and the Iron Fleet attack Danny's ships with Kyburn's big crossbow, causing them to swim to Dragonstone and render most of Danny's troops uh, dead and or at the very least severely injured to the point of probably not being able to help. Um, Cersei is passing off Jamie's last child as Euron's. Yes. I thought this was something that would happen, uh, and then after the premiere, it's, oh, yep, definitely Cersei's going to go with that, and that is, because, you know, my, my thoughts were, you know, uh, how's Jamie going to kill Cersei? Because it's like, we're all pretty sure that's what's coming, right? So now probably not, but nonetheless, uh, there's going to be two things that are going to happen. Either, like, Brienne is going to die up at Winterfell during the battle, and Jamie's gonna see Bran die and go, Oh, Cersei, if you had brought your if you had sent your troops, Bran would be alive, so I'm gonna come kill you because of that. That obviously did not happen and is not possible. So the other thought I had was Cersei's gonna pass his kid off as Euron's, and because Jamie has no reason to hide the the secret anymore like he did when with Robert. Uh, Jamie is going to not be 
cool with that, and that's going to drive him to kill Cersei. And that's what we see later, is kind of the implication. Um, uh, Missy has been taken prisoner by Cersei. Not for long, though, as Missy is uh, beheaded later at Cersei's orders. Uh, Varys tells Danny that it is a mistake to attack King's Landing now. Not doesn't matter to Danny. Uh, Danny decides to uh, converse with Cersei, to negotiate Cersei's surrender, so that the common people know that if they get you know roasted alive by a dragon, it's Cersei's fault. Strange logic, but okay, sure. Uh huh. <laughs> sure. Um, Varys tries to convince Tyrion that Jon would be better suited to the throne, but Tyrion. Not on fully on board yet uh, with Varys at this point. Dan, uh, Varys decides to leave Danny's service and is planning to have her killed one way or another. Uh, and then after learning of Euron's assault, Jamie decides to leave and head for King's Landing. Brienne attempts to advise him against it, but he is not convinced. Uh, so, those are my notes for this episode. So, um, you know, obviously a lot happens. That's what you'd expect in, you know, 80 minutes of television. Um, so, <laughs> um, you know, I, I will say, uh, you know, D&D here did very well with this episode. Uh, and this, at least for me, has been three great episodes in a row uh, in three very different ways, too. Um, you know, obviously this episode very different than last week's in terms of, you know, tone and, uh, style and just kind of, you know, everything, right? So, all in all, another in the run of great episodes here, but I will say, uh, this episode is definitely pushing a Danny villain arc, which is fine. You know, I figured mm -hmm. that's where this was going. It's yes. fine. Uh, it, it makes good sense. I did always kind of think the whole Danny being kind of pitched as this ultimate savior for six and a half or seven seasons that it just was not going to happen, that there's no way she's going to stay that way. There's no way that the, the conclusion we have been building to for seven and a half years, or, well, really... If, 20 some if you want to go back to the start of the books of Danny being the ultimate savior and just you know that coming to take the throne after you know from the start that there was no way that was going to transpire it just wouldn't feel right for something that's been coming for that long to actually play out in that way in a way that would be nice because I don't think it's entirely off the cards that Danny takes the throne I just think if she does it, it's going to be in a very Cersei-esque maneuver where she just kills everyone. She's going to kill Jon. She'd have to kill Sansa. She'd probably have to kill Arya then, too. Uh, and would have to kill a lot of the Northerners, too, I think, uh, for her to actually hold power. Uh, obviously, has to kill Cersei, but that's not really that big of an issue. Um, and it would seem would have to reckon with whatever Varys has cooked up. Uh, now, I don't think Varys... I don't think they'll do this, but... Could Illyrio come back 
I mean, Illyrio, Mapatis, and Pintos, you know, we haven't seen him since season one. Uh, he was last brought up in season five when Tyrion and Varys went and stayed at his house for the premiere after Varys shipped Tyrion out of uh, Westeros. Uh, so could he have something, some sort of army from Pintos left that Varys could bring over to try and end Danny? maybe? Uh, it's possible. I don't know what else Varys could have unless he's going to get in touch with the Faceless Men. With Jockin and bring a faceless man over to try and assassinate Danny, or unless he's going to try and hire Braun, but I don't think he's dumb enough to try that. Uh, <laughs> you know, I don't know what other measures Varus could have other than those. Uh, you know, I mean, sure there are other smaller mercenary companies in theory going around, but none of them have ever been introduced, and this would be a very late time to introduce something of that that nature. I would so. think so. Yes. So, unless Varys has something cooked up in Pentos with Lyrium Apatis, I don't know what else he could have to, you know, get, uh, to get Danny out of the way. Because he's not going to be able to convince John to kill her. Uh, you know, maybe Arya could be convinced of it at this point if he wanted to do that. But I don't know how else Varys would is planning to do this. Other than Faceless Men or someone from Pentos. Because he, he also couldn't like get Dario to come over and do it. Because Dario ain't going to do that. No. So, um, I don't know what... Unless there's someone like... Because I'm just trying to think. There's nowhere else really around that is in play that really has anyone that's opposed to Danny in obvious you know vehemence of Danny. Because, like, you know, assume it, presumably, obviously, we hear Dorne's on board for her at this point, which makes great sense. You know, Dorne, not necessarily that they would be on board with the Targaryen, just anyone that's not the Lannisters they'd be on board for. So, you know, they're not particularly choosy in that regard. Or at least the last ruling house of Dorne wasn't. I don't know about this new one. Uh, or if it even is a new one, obviously. But... The Iron Islands don't really have anyone who would care because Euron, well, Euron, but he's already with Cersei, so, you know. Couldn't really do anything with that, so I don't know what Varys would have other than either something from Pentos or a faceless man or convincing Arya or doing it himself, but that's a very non-Varys move, uh, so <laughs> that can't be it. Um, hmm. So I don't know. Varys is going to have something cooked up for Danny. Well, he could get Sansa mm -hmm. to come down and do it. He could. That's the other thing that I thought they were going to try and push. They didn't really push it in this episode too heavily, but I do think it's quite on the card still. Is going to be, you know, we just sort of got through with uh, the War of the Five Kings. So now we're going to have the fight of the three queens between Cersei, Danny, and Sansa. Sansa backed, I would assume, by the veil, uh, which would be an interesting turn, uh, which I do have something to say about that in a bit, which I guess I can throw in here now. So, according to HBO's own casting info that they released for the season, um, uh, the actors that play Robin Aaron and Edmure Tully are credited with appearances this season. Those have not come yet, so... Presumably they both will appear in the next couple episodes, in the last two episodes, one way or another. 
So in theory, uh, I guess Sansa could go to the Vale to try and convince Robin Aaron to, I guess, marry her. I don't know. That'd be a big step down for Sansa. But <laughs> I don't know. Uh, or maybe just some sort of a military allegiance of like, well, I, I don't really know why Sansa would do that because she already has all the troops. Like, Royce basically is considering her the lord of the, the ruler of the Vale anyway, I think, at this point. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, she could just do it. Uh. I guess maybe go there and, like, hit up Rob and, like, hey, um, I'm going to go, like, take the throne. Would you be interested in, like, officially letting me have the veil or do you still want to hold it for like symbolic reasons i guess uh you know maybe i don't know but i think you know sansa being backed by the veil and entering into this as a third participant is quite a possibility at this point i would be very interested to see how, like, if it came to it, John having to choose in battle between Danny and Sansa would be very fascinating. And I'm not quite sure how that would play out. But I do think that is quite possibly on the cards. Uh, also, back to that casting info from HBO. At least according to their own official, you know, press releases and whatnot, um, Mira Reed will not be back. Dario and Jockin not as well. Uh, their actors and actresses are not credited with any appearances for this season. So, presumably, they aren't coming back. Uh, <laughs> presumably. Obviously, they could just be, you know, trying to not reveal that if it's something big that which I don't really know what big thing Mira could do, but, you know, uh, that'd be more Dario and Jockin being a big kind of big thing for the plot if they come back and do something. So that would make sense for them to maybe keep that secretive if they wanted to. Mm. But obviously Robin and Ed Muir coming back in some way um, is would be interesting in its own right. Um, I think that's all I have to say. Uh, do you have anything else to add at this point? Uh, not that I know of, no. Okay. So from the scenes from next week, uh, we see Tyrion approaching Danny in the painted table room at Dragonstone. Cersei gazing out over King's Landing. You're on on his ship. The Golden Company is clearly in action doing something. Euron uh, is getting attacked by a dragon. I would assume Drogon, unless we're going to introduce something really wild. All of a sudden. Uh, and then John and his reinforcements have made it to King's Landing uh, seemingly just fine. So they're going to be here to help in some way. Uh, so, you have anything to add for next week? Nope. Okay. I guess that will do it for this episode of the Glide TV Recaps Game of Thrones. Or well, I get, Do I have anything to say about that episode titled The Last of the Starks? Um, the obvious implication there would be that Sansa and Arya, and obviously Bran won't, but Sansa and Arya will either get married and or not reproduce. Would be the implication of that, right? 
Well, because John's technically not a Stark, Bran is, but I don't really think Bran's going to be in the um, child creating uh, business. business. No. Um, so I guess that's really all I have to say about that. Um, I, I'm just trying to think with Sansa what that would mean. I'm assuming that would mean Sansa, Sansa would either, well. I don't know. It's very it's very weird because like it depends on the character because like half of the like uh, quite a few of the women when they get married they they don't ever actually change their name like Cersei, Cersei technically should be Cersei Baratheon but no one has ever referred to her in that way. No, <laughs> you know, um, you know, Cat is the opposite. You know, because Cat is Catelyn Stark, not Catelyn Tully. You know, Lysa, same thing. Uh, so. In theory, I don't know if Sansa, I think Sansa would, and like Danny, well, I don't really know what like a traditional Dothraki last name would be. I guess Danny should be what, Danny, Danny Drogo or something maybe? I don't know. Right. Um, I guess. I, I don't really think Khal Drogo, I don't really think his last name was Drogo, but I don't think the Dothraki have a traditional last name, I don't think. Um, so... That doesn't really matter, but uh, anyway, um, so I'm guessing if Sansa were to marry, she would go the Cersei route as far as that would go, I think. Probably. Um, but so then that would imply she doesn't reproduce, I guess. I don't know. Or it could just mean nothing and it's just, oh, that was a cool line from uh, an Arya dialogue bit in this episode so let's use it as the title maybe that's, pro that's, that's probably as much it, yeah. as I need to read into yes. it uh, <laughs> so I guess that now this will do it for this episode of the Glide TV Recaps Game of Thrones thank you for listening I hope you enjoyed if you did make sure to subscribe to the show more great content like this and until that next and penultimate episode and keep in mind penultimate episode we're in for something big right that uh, should be. Every season. Season one, Ned Dies. Season two, Battle of Blackwater. Season three, Red Wedding. Season four, Battle of Castle Black. Season five is um, Shireen being burned alive. Uh, six is Cersei's Sept... Uh, not, no, six is Battle of the Bastards. Sept Explosion's the finale. And then last year was... Or seven was Beyond the Wall, so uh, the Night King gets a dragon. So... Something big transpiring. Some Battle of King's Landing. I'm assuming it's either going to... I'm assuming it's going to be one of Cersei, Danny, or Dead. As I assume it's going to be the major thing. I'm going to figure out... A, there's going to be a few... There will be a few, but that's the biggest one, I'm thinking. Yes. Um, but so that'll do it until that next and penultimate episode next week. So until then, goodbye.